Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this week's Boardroom Buddies podcast. So have you ever been in that situation with a member of staff where, or maybe a couple of members of staff, where you just want to bang their heads together? And, you know, it's frustrating, or maybe it's somebody that is kind of causing you a challenge in the way that you're communicating together, it's not working for you. Or you might even have it in your head that, you know, you've got a valuable member of staff, but they're just going to have to go because it's just not working. Well, you might be interested to listen to this week's podcast, because this week, I my guest is Claire Lawton of Acorn Support who is a qualified mediator. Now, Claire's been doing this for forever, I know, and she talks about mediation. And I think from the layman's point of view, to me, it's a discussion, a conversation, two people in a room, that kind of thing. But I'm not sure if that is the right thing or the right way. And there must be more to it because... It sounds like you, you know, it's a bit more structured than that. So I've got loads of questions to fire at Claire. So welcome, Claire, to the podcast. Thank you, Jackie. Hello. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to fire questions at you. Go for it. I'll <laughs> do my best to answer them. Okay. But first of all, just before I, I do that, just tell us about who you are and your company and, and that kind of thing. And just so it kind of sets the scene a bit, really. Of course, thank you. So Acorn Support, I'm Claire Lawton. Acorn Support is my business and we're a HR consultancy. So we are there to support our clients, the owners, directors, managers and the employees to be the very best that they can be. Uh, I have a passion for ensuring that people shine in their own particular way. And we do that through the HR framework I'm currently sitting at a client's today which hence the background and I come in and I do some work with their managers to coach and guide them and work with them and their employees to to get the very best business success and personal success. Brilliant thank you for that Claire that that kind of sets the scene a little bit so I know that you've been acting as a mediator I think that's the right term mm-hmm. helping people resolve issues and and stuff like that uh, for a long time so first of all what is mediation is and how is it different from I don't know maybe having that chat with a member of staff is it different yes so mediation is a form of alternative dispute reg- resolution ADR um, and it's an alternative to court action so it's often put in place instead of having to go to court. There are lots of different ways of ADR. 
mediation, negotiation, arbitration, um, and others that I can't remember at the moment, but they're all different forms to prevent, not prevent, to resolve a conflict before mm -hmm. court action from an employment and workplace mediation, which is what I'm qualified in doing. It is really resolving that employment relationship, resolving, I'm working on a different word because resolve is that you fix something. Well, it's transforming that relationship, in my okay. view. So transforming it from an mm. area of conflict into an area of, of resolution, collaboration, working together. Mm. Yeah, I've forgotten yeah. the original question, but hopefully that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Because um, I was just trying to get a, a feel for, you know, whether it's different from kind of that gentle conversation that you might have with somebody. Um, yeah. maybe it's if you're the their line manager or something you know and I, I can see you're talking about a structure and stuff yeah I mean very often and that's one of the things that we coach and guide our managers in in doing with our clients is to have the conversations earlier on nip things in the bud when you go into a mediation setting dialogue conversation there's a third party in there and that third party is to support what person A wants to explain, discuss, yes. certain B wants to explain and discuss and find that common ground so that you can mm. air whatever needs airing and seek that way of transforming this issue into something mm. that is mm. better, healthier, not as a conflict, but as a, a, a supported relationship. Yeah. And, and there is a process that we go through, but you do it under a slightly different umbrella, which puts a different emphasis. But yeah. ultimately, yeah. get those conversations in early because we don't actually want to be in conflict. We don't mm. want our employees to be in conflict. So do what we can to avoid them. Yeah. And it kind of comes into my mind there that, you know, you've kind of invested time and energy and training into someone in your business and they may I mean I, I suppose it's for the individual to decide whether they're too disruptive across a team or whatever so that so they may be you know really quite good at what they do and customers like them and the team like them and that kind of thing and you don't necessarily want to just get rid of someone if you can find that common ground Absolutely, because you do invest the time. You've invested the time recruiting, learning the job, doing the job. Mm. But if there is uh, an element that becomes too difficult, that overshadows the benefits of the work for them and anybody else that they may have that conflict with, then mm. that's not healthy and that's not right for either of the parties, for the people around them who experience it as well. Yeah and therefore anybody else and the business because it can be so disruptive so expensive that mm. why would you not want to resolve things yeah so how do you ensure that for instance if I was the owner of a business and I had an employee that I wasn't getting on with or, or there was some friction or whatever it was mm -hmm. and kind of you come into the uh, picture if you like 
Yeah. How do you present that to an employee without them feeling, I don't know, um, as though they're being got at? It's about starting that dialogue. And if you've had some of those conversations beforehand, maybe saying, you know, we've discussed this a couple of times. I'm not seeing this resolving itself. And I think that if we had somebody independent, which could be independent to the organisation completely as we would be, or there are a lot of internal mediators for much larger organisations, and they can be independent to the situation and they can have that independent view. Um, There's no axe to grind. There's no, I mean, the whole point of mediation is not a win-lose or Mm. somebody giving something up for another to obtain. It's Mm. about finding that middle ground. So you would have that dialogue on saying that this situation can't continue because it is impacting on everybody. So Mm. let's get somebody who can help us with it. Mm. So it's a bit of a tricky question related to a tricky situation. If you work with an employer already, you know, providing the HR Mm. uh, function for them, and there's a member of staff and you need to do this mediation, how do you kind of ensure that there's no conflict of interest or the employee doesn't feel that there's a conflict of interest sorry if that's a, you know well, that's, no that that kind of comes back to some of the skills of working with the manager and working with the process of mediation so when we go through a mediation we put the whole circumstance in a bubble in a right. without prejudice bubble so everything that's in there is confidential We would have agreements as to any notes that would be made by the mediator and the other parties are to be destroyed, other than any agreement that may come out of it, and that it creates that bubble. If Mm. an individual has a concern about a conflict of interest, raise it, because then that can be addressed. And if one person isn't the right mediator at least we've started that discussion and another could potentially come into it. I so see. that can help. Yeah, yeah, okay. So do you sort of customise the process? Uh, the process has its stages that it follows. Perhaps if I talk through that. So hmm. there would be a commissioning. So somebody would commission the mediation So that may be a manager or director within a business who would say, can you come in and help A and B resolve this? Yeah. They would give a sort of brief background around what's happening. There'd then be a dialogue with A and B to say, this is what we've been asked to resolve. This is where we want to get to. Are you in agreement to it? Because it must be voluntary. So if they're in agreement to it, then confidentiality is set up and there'd Mm -hmm. be an initial discussion with each of those parties yeah where they would then be thinking about what do they want the mediator and the other person to know and what do they want as a potential outcome yeah so you give them a little bit of homework beforehand so they're not coming into it blind or with the arms folded going Mm -hmm. whatever yes and then So when you then get the parties together, there'd be an initial opening dialogue, which they'd have already thought about. 
So it sets the scene, it opens it up, and then the mediator will have private time with each of these people. So private time with A, mm. private time with B, to really help them explore what some of the issues, concerns, areas of, of this dispute are. Mm. And during that discussion, you can ex help them explore what's really at the root cause of something. So the art of the mediator is to be listening, to be asking, to be exploring what it is that's at mm. conflict or debate. And you do that with both parties, and you may do that two or three times independently, and you kind of bounce between the two. There will be information that the other party may not know, so you will seek permission to share that oh, okay. with them yeah. at the right time because that will help them see something. So, oh, they'll know that because they've, you know, they mm. were there when that happened 10 years ago. Well, they may not know that. They may not have remembered it in mm. the same way as you have. Yeah. So yeah. there may be times when that sort of information is shared. And mm. ultimately, the mediator will find the commonality yeah. between the two parties. And there'll be open meetings where all parties will come together. And that's where the resolution, the transformation can really happen. Mm. Um, and what may come out of that is a, is a written agreement. Often there will be a written agreement that will come out yeah. um, to enable the resetting, the transformation of that relationship. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, having a meeting with person A, person B. It sounds a bit like it, it could be quite emotional. Mm those initial conversations I mean at no no point in this conversation have you mentioned blame so do you do you come across individuals who are seeking to put blame on another person it's you know it's their fault they did this and whatever um and then how do you kind of smooth that out so that people feel confident when they come into the meeting one of the things that we try and do is enable somebody to look at the other side of a situation, to look yeah. at what the other individual may have been experiencing, to be asking the questions of, is their recollection the same? Mm. Is their feelings about it the same? What was their, their position? Because if you are tired, fatigued, you may have life events happening, your perspective over a, a dialogue, a argument over somebody stealing a, or taking a, a pen yeah. may seem trivial to one person, but if that pen was bought for you by somebody who's since passed away, that takes a very different mm -hmm. emotional connection. Yeah. So when you can get to understand the emotional connection around the conflict, it gives you that insight and you can almost maybe put the mirror for somebody to see or ask okay. them to go to the other side of the table almost. Right. So okay. there's, I know you'll know this, Jackie, but the, the number six, we're sitting opposite sides of the table. Mm. I draw a number six and I go, see, it's a six and you go it's not it is 
it's not it is it's not actually from your side it's a nine yeah yeah and then you go that side of the table it actually looks like a snail <laughs> or if you go that side of the table it looks like so look from underneath it looks different to what you look at above and it's enabling somebody to step into the other party's shoes and to understand and experience what they may be knowing feeling doing yeah and that can open up so much yeah so if someone has got this kind of conflict going on they're not sure if they need mediation are there have you got some kind of tips that you can give them to kind of maybe three tips or something to help them get on the right track and, and resolve um, something yeah i think that the first thing is to recognize that it's a situation that they don't want to have continuing mm. and that the continuation of it, or even the presence of it now is unsettling mm. and if they are unable to take a step out of the situation it may need somebody who can guide them yeah. through being able to do that yes. because if you are emotive with a situation it can be very difficult to make that step mm. yes so it's one of those skills that we have to enable somebody to see that happening yeah. um, also through the mediation process we will look at or what's happened in the past that may have mm. engineered or created this, what's happening now, and then we ultimately get people to look towards what the future can be. Yeah. So so it's, the mediator is very much a, takes a coaching approach. Yes. Um, yes. In that setting as well. Yes. Uh, you know, how has it been and what would you like in the future? Yeah 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 okay absolutely yeah that, that's really good yeah yeah so do you see mediation as kind of a of commercial value you know in terms of it would save you money or mm. anything like that yeah. what, what 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 do you think the outcome is for a, a company if they're entering into mediation rather than I don't know just doing the firing type approach huge <laughs> what's the cost of not dealing with it and, and yes, there is a cost because there's cost to bring in somebody in or if it's not an external person, somebody within the organisation. And there is a cost to that. Mm. Equally, there is a much higher cost of not doing anything. Mm -hmm. OK. Most of us will have experienced conflict in the workplace, greater mm. or smaller portions yes. of it. Yeah. And when we look at that, how much time is there talking about it? How much time is there of somebody maybe digging their heels in? How mm. much working to rule we sometimes find? Well, I'm not going to do that for that manager because they didn't, whatever. Those sorts of things can mm. happen. And there is a cost to that. There's an opportunity cost. Mm. And when you think of it in that way, then the cost of inaction and allowing these conflicts to build and escalate and to percolate throughout the whole team can be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Not dealing with something. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, you can be the ostrich and stick your head in the sand yeah. and hope it'll go away, but the whole time your bum's exposed for somebody to. And then ultimately, if that doesn't work, if that doesn't succeed, and you may lose excellent, skilled employees, you mm. may lose the trust yeah. and knowledge and cooperation of the rest of the team. And you may end up, if it's not handled well, with tribunal claims. Uh, and then that's where the costs come in even more. Yeah. But the whole principle of it is to try and resolve these things before they become a court and a tribunal case. So does mediation go on an employee's record? No. Okay. Because it's confidential. So there's two types, workplace and employment. And employment mediation is where the employment relationship has or is coming to an end. And that involves a formal document called a settlement agreement that would come out of the mediation. Okay. So it's the way in which whatever the conflict, the dispute has been, the resolution is packed away into a settlement agreement. The workplace is where the individuals are still employed and it's ultimately looking at getting that resolution there. The whole framework and the discussions of the mediation are confidential. So part of the commissioning is that it's agreed that any notes and documents will be destroyed. And the only thing that would then be there is whatever outcome is there. So mm. outcomes that you may have, it may be a way in which people are going to communicate with each other. It may be that they're going to have regular meetings and the agenda will be set. Or if they are unsure about something, there will be an agreed strategy as to how they will handle it. Those mm. sorts of things may come out. Yeah. I would imagine that when two people have gone through this process, the level of understanding of each other increases so yeah. that I, mean, I suppose it's the whole outcome that you're looking yeah. for in mediation is that the, the relationship flourishes. Yeah. Yes. Quite often the conflict will stem back to something quite historical mm. and may not even be within yeah. work. And once you unpack all of those things and go back to the past, when was it good? Well, it wasn't so bad then. Okay, tell me about that time. And you say that wasn't so bad. What was before that and what was before that? So you unpick all of those things and it may be a crossword or an yeah. appropriate comment or joke or, well, they got a promotion 15 years ago and I didn't. That you. There's all sorts of things that can come out of it. And the other party may be totally oblivious to it. Mm, yeah, I see. Yeah. So is there a, like a duration, length of time, number of sessions? I think I might have asked you this. Generally, you would try and ensure that the mediation is concluded in a day. Ah, okay. So, and that's the, you know, there'll be, pre-work conversations yes. beforehand with the individuals get them thinking in the way in which there will be a resolution that they can come to and yeah. get them to think about the ways in which it can be resolved 
and then mm. you bring the parties together. You have these private meetings, mm. caucuses, as they're known, private meetings. You may have two, three, four, five, however many. They may be an hour or two hours. The duration of them isn't reflective on either party. It's about the mediator listening, asking, examining and understanding, exploring what the, the situation is and then getting to the resolution where you and can I, then bring everybody together. Yeah, and I suppose as you're doing that, the individuals themselves are starting to ha have a greater understanding. Yes. As well. See, quite often as you've finished one private meeting, before you go to the next one, you will ask this party to think about a few things, to maybe do a bit of research, maybe look into something, have step yourself into what that future self mm. would look like. Yeah. That can happen. So you give them a bit of homework as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> and when I say homework, it's while they're going to... So to set up a mediation, you would have three rooms, mm. one for each party and one for the mediator. So you have your private space that you go back to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I suppose you can do it off-site as well if you don't have the room. And that's sometimes quite good because you want to take individuals out of the circumstance, the scenario that they're in that is yeah. maybe fueling or reminding them of something. So when you can separate out of it, it's a bit like stepping into yourself for the future. Yeah, that's really interesting. So what do you love about it? Getting people to be bright and happy and shining to resolve those things we spend a lot of time at work we are mm. with people that don't have to be our friends they don't have to be you mm. know close pals but we do need to work together and we do need to have a level of respect in order that the employment relationship works so well mm. and when that spark in an individual is dulled by a legacy or something that's not gone right for me bringing that back in is what it's all about yeah yeah it really is really interesting thank you claire that's been really useful i think thank and you. Uh, yeah thank you for being my guest on the podcast today my absolute pleasure jackie thank you so thank you for listening to the podcast i hope you've enjoyed it press subscribe so that you know when the next one's happening and if you want to get in touch with Claire, Claire, can you just tell us what your uh, contact details are? Yeah, so it's Claire Lawton. Acorn Support is the company. Email is Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, I go for the works, at acornsupport.co.uk. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well, both myself and the business. Brilliant. Thank you. That's great. So uh, thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I look forward to our next podcast in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, bye for now. Thank you. Bye. I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Do subscribe for more podcasts and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favourite podcast platform. 
If you have any questions or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn or email me on jax, that's J-A-X, at jackiecasey.consulting. And thanks for listening.